I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Ah, uh, welcome to Preach Kev Preach. This Pastor Kevin Kev here with another episode, another sermon. Here with War Shot, of course. And we're about to start this Yo. about to start this greatest, greatest of all time debate. And we're going through a series, each position, of the grades of each position, and then finalizing it with our well, our greatest, our grades of all time. What what are we doing? One through twenty, maybe, something like that. Harden, he's been doing as from a shooting guard standpoint. What thirty-two games in a row of thirty-plus points? Uh, this this amazing streak, dominating one-on-one basically basketball and still winning games as a one-man show. Now it's just time. It's time to see if he's one of the greats of the shooting guards. Where we rank him? Uh, what we got other guys? And that's how we're going to get started. So, uh, so Rashad, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna let you uh, take it away. Oh yeah. Um... I think for number one, you know, he's already considered one of the greatest of all time, if not the the GOAT. I think MJ's going to be probably everybody's number one shooting guard just because of the accolades. We already know about the five regular season MVPs. We have the six championships, six in the finals. He was a former defensive player of the year, multiple-time all-NBAs, multiple-time all-defensive teams. So I think it's pretty clear cut that um Mike is number one. Yeah. When when you when you dominate for as long as he did and when you're the reason why a lot of people didn't even get a chance to make the finals or get a ring, it's kinda it's kinda hard to take away from his greatness, his airness, Michael Jordan. Um he, he should be number everybody number one. Uh, no matter how much, you know, I love my boy Kobe. It, it's just George number one. Um but number two which I think everybody should have the same one and two, Kobe Bryant. It's just uh, and I wouldn't even say it's not even the knockoff Michael Jordan. It's a, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to put it in words, but Kobe Bryant it mimic everything Michael Jordan did. Eighteen time All Star, five rings, twelve twelve time All Time Defensive Teams. Man, he just was a, a monster. Um, that Mamba mentality, something you just you just want to have, and what you want to see in players is like it's kind of hard to. Kind of hard to find it in, in NBA. You got guys like probably Russ. He got it. I think Giannis yeah, has that yeah, too. Yeah, right Giannis, Giannis does have that right now. He he's, he said right before the offseason game that can't nobody stop him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he he needs a jump shot still, but for the most part, I like guess the always attacking and 
coming hard to play every game. I think Giannis yeah, is so definitely up there. And those, and those two guys who, who already said came out, said they, looked, they looked up to Kobe. Now, this is where we get a little interesting right here. Now, because a lot of people, you know, wanted to see this this farewell tour of Dwayne Wade and 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 have and have him at the the, the the top three shooting guards of all time. But me and you, we don't see it that way. We we both have Jerry West. Yeah, I think Jerry West deserves to be the the third greatest shooting guard of all time because you got to look at the era that he played in. And just so people know, I and mean, we kind of did jump right into it. That's kind of my fault. But just so people know what we're looking at, we're looking at just the prime years performance. So when did this person really become? a solidified, you know, all-star, solidified all-EMA player up until their prime kind of tailed off. But when they retired, uh, we're looking at their overall career. So their their final accounting numbers, their their steals, their assists, their rebounds, their points, what are they ranking categories such as most three-pointers made and things like that. So we're looking at that, that kind of stuff as overall career. We're looking at their accolades. Were they a scoring champion? Did they lead the league in assists? Or they're the rebounding champion, just things like that. Um, their playoff success. So we mentioned Mike with the rings, Kobe with the rings. And we know Kobe had a few years where he was by himself. And there was no Shaq. There was no Powell. And he was still carrying his team to the playoffs. And if he didn't get in his feelings, <laughs> he would have probably beat the Suns that year. <laughs> so we're, we're going to look at, you know, individual playoff success, just people carrying a team because uh, we'll get to it more detail down the line. But we know a guy like Reggie Miller – what he did for, what, 17, 18 years with the Pacers, being that lead guy compared to a guy who we think could be a future Hall of Famer one day and could wind up on the all-time shooting guard list like a Clay Thompson. You know, he's in a, on a team environment, but how would he fare if he was leading the pack for the team? And we're going to look at also this might have reached their potential because some guys like uh, – Let's say, for example, like a Brandon Roy who got injured or like a Trace McGrady who had a short prime that was riddled with injuries. What if they could have stayed healthy for a long time like a Kobe did? Where would they rank on stuff like this? And we also have to look at the era people played in because things like all NBA, uh, we know most of the guys we're going to rank, they always been a part of the the first, second, third team all NBA era because before 1988, 1989, there was no three teams. It was just a first and second team all NBA. So we got to look at that. And also the era guys played in. For example, a guy like Vince Carter only has two all NBA appearances, but he played in the era with Allen Iverson, Jason Kidd, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, um, Steve Francis, um, Steve Nash, Gary Payton, Stephon Marbury, just to name a few guys that were making all NBA, Ray Allen. So we're gonna look at era Eddie Jones. We're gonna look at era so we know where guys, you know, they where they rank as far as um their stats and why on the accolade side they may be lacking. Um but back to what you brought up, I think Jerry West is the third greatest shooting guard also, just based upon the guy made so many finals and even though he didn't win them all, he lost pretty much all of them except for one. He is the only guy to win a finals MVP on a losing team. And he played in the era where they didn't count steals, but he's known as an underrated defender. He let the league in assists one year, let the league in scoring one year. And I just think he, he deserves over D-Wade because D-Wade kind of had less of a prime or a shorter prime than Jerry West had. So that's kind of why I draw the line that. And then plus he had more playoff success than D-Wade, even though it's a different era. 
I think D-Wade's career could have took a different turn had LeBron not came there. Yeah, and that's what people fail to realize that, yes, now Dwayne Wade had probably probably a top five all-time performers in the NBA Finals in 2006, but it down 0-2, and he went on a rampage and won four in a row. Now, yes, I'm not going to take it away from D-Wade. We both had D-Wade number four, so let's not get carried away that we, you know, we knocking D-Wade. We're not. But it's like, okay, if somebody can can lose the finals and still win the MVP, and on top of that, let's not let's not. Oh well, he's he's he lost nine times in the finals and he only, he's one and nine. Okay, but do you realize that Boston team that Bill Russell was on? Yeah, I know he he you know they won eleven rings. You know Bill Russell did, but they they their team was cheating. Um, they they stacked their team up. They had. Easily the best starting five, probably the best bench, you know, best in the league. It wasn't that many teams to choose from, and Boston just, you know, Red Auerbach just stacked the team up, and it was it was Wilt. It was I mean Lakers' team was great too. Wilt when he came over, um, Gil Good um, Good Rich and Elgin Baylor. I mean, but that's really it. They had four people to Boston six, seven, eight people. So I'm not gonna you you can't just kill Jerry West because he got nine losses especially when he won a Finals MVP in a loss. That means he was so spectacular that the team who won can't even don't even deserve it. He he really deserved it. And he was balling. Yeah, and, and, that, <laughs> and that's something and that, that's something, you know, nobody has ever done since. And Jerry West, another thing I want to talk about is he's averaged 27 points for a career without a three-point line for a guy who shot threes. So you know, you know, well, you know, at, they didn't count on the threes, but you know, from a far distance when he shot him. So um, imagine if he was, if he was in this, uh, he came what fifteen years later, how much, how many points he would have had? He probably would have averaged over over thirty four points a game easily because of how great his shot was. Like he was way ahead of his time as far as shooting wise, and and yet, you know, him not even getting counted for threes, he still scored twenty seven for a whole career. Yeah, and all credit to Basketball Reference for the stats we're going to give out. Um, but something else I want to point out, usually with shooting guards, their peak is usually, if anybody ever knows, a shooting guard's peak would always be they'll start at age 23, age 24, or if they came in elite, like out of high school or something like that, always look at like their third or fourth NBA season. That's usually when that's when they hit their peak and start taking off. And it'll usually end around age 32, age 33, 34, something like that. So just so people can understand, when we say, like, prime, we're looking at kind of those, those bases because that's usually when the guy takes off. So, like, for example, Jerry West's prime, I would say, was the 1961-62 season when he was 23. And I would say his prime kind of started to end around the 1971-72 season. So if we take those stats from just those seasons – the guy averaged 30 about five times, and then just the career averages for that, that prime would be 28.7 points, 6.8 assists, 5.8 rebounds. So kind of in line with his career numbers, and I, I brought it up to mention about Dwayne Wade, and that's about 750 career games for Jerry West. I brought it up about Dwayne Wade because they were kind of similar health-wise as far as, you know, missing games, things like that. But if you look at D. Wade's, um, prime. So basically, his second season, which was he was twenty three because he went to college, up until his kind of final prime season when he kind of started dipping under twenty points a game consistently, which was the 2014-2015 season. I mean, his career numbers go up by two points. It's twenty four point eight points, 
six boards, five rebounds, 1.7 steals. So, and just on a one-on-one basis, offensively, D-Wade is a great offensive player, but Jerry West is a more versatile scorer. And I would say D-Wade probably has the slight edge on defense over West, but it's so close. I think Jerry West gets that nod over D-Wade just based on how he carried the team, more well-rounded offensive game, and is probably just as good a defender as D-Wade. And and also before we move over to number five, the the thing the thing that Wade's career which you pointed to was LeBron James. And who would who who know if LeBron James never went there, how much how much would Wade have been able to carry? Like he probably wouldn't be around today if if LeBron didn't come and help him, I guess I would I would quote unquote save years while while yes, Wade was helping LeBron James win championships. LeBron also saved Wade from having to be that guy on a night-to-night basis. And I think that probably prolonged D-Wade's career a lot. And also, like I said, it, it influenced it because he got two more chips, been to the finals um, four more times, and who knows whether D-Wade ever gets back there because it's not like Miami was a, a top team after they won the championship. Once once Shaq was out of there, they were just, you know, just a, a regular old team, four or five seed, and just getting knocked out every time. So, who knows how long Wade? Who long? Who knows how long Wade would have been around? So yeah, you're right about LeBron coming to join D Wade. That did help sustain his legacy with making four more finals and, of course, winning two more rings. Because what if? Who's to say what if that didn't happen? D Wade's legacy would be a little bit lighter on the accolade side. So uh, LeBron coming there definitely helped him out a lot. All right, so let's go on to our number five, which we also have another debate about. So I've I've already placed James Harden at number five. Um, I just think, especially the way his career is going, he's already in his tenth season. Most most of these shooting guards that we already talked about, you know, played for a long time. Um, so Harden Harden is in a new age where he can last. He can last, especially in his type of NBA, he can last eight more years, um, at least six, probably at a high level, as long as he has a shot like he has. Um, it's just the it's the fact that he's on the rise, and and the only thing that James Harden has to do to probably submit his submit his legacy as the number five shooting guard of all time is to to get to a finals. He doesn't even have to necessarily win one. Just if he can be the if he can be the reason why his team gets to a finals, um, or like last year, if he would have beat the Warriors, then boom, he will I'll probably already submit his legacy. But this is a guy who. You know, in this in this era of triple doubles, um, he's putting up forty five with the you know with a triple double, and it's not like it's, it's not like a Jason Kidd back in the day where you're getting twelve, eleven, and ten. I just think when you put when you got forty five and you still getting your team involved, uh, you lead you so far ahead in scoring and you so far ahead in this, and you still able to get your team involved and not let them just sit there and watch you. I just think that's you know that's a greatness of his own, um, and. James Harden, as long as he, as long as he can stay on the path he's going, you know, I mean, he he probably won't he probably won't ever get to Wade and West unless he goes on some crazy, you know, two championship, three championships within the next eight years, which I don't really think that's going to happen. But if he does, that's the only way he get you know get on my list of three or four. But as of right now, I, I think I think if he's not five, he's six. And will be five within the next year or two, but I, I, I'm already going to put him at five. Yeah, James Harden, he's really in the middle of his prime. Uh, like I said, using just that same metric of age 23 to present, uh, he's only 29 right now. 
And so basically, that's, that's basically his time from Houston. The guy came to Houston first season averaging 25 points a game, and he's been increasing that every year from 25, 27 to 29 to 30. And this year he's at 36. And historically he's in the middle of a 32-game consecutive 30-point streak. And you mentioned he, he does get triple doubles. I mean, this guy, he, he had the potential to move up some more. I have him at number six. I have Allen Iverson number five. Um, and I just have Allen Iverson number five because I think him and D-Wade's careers are pretty similar. AI was smaller than D-Wade, but I think D-Wade's career would have mirrored AI's had he stayed by himself. And just on their overall game, just mid-range shooters, known slashers, very athletic. AI did win an MVP. Wade has a finals MVP. But AI did carry um, the Sixers to the finals one year and got a game on one of those great Lakers teams. So I have an option number five and James Harden number six. But James Harden can definitely move up to maybe maybe four. And if he was to probably get two championships and he was the reason for it, for getting those two championships, he could probably get to number three. But I think probably number four where he – that's probably like the highest he'll fall once his career is all over. But this guy's prime so far from age 23, his first year at Houston to present day, just based on current averages, his career would be well, – his prime average would be 28.8 points, 7.7 assists, and 5.9 rebounds, shooting 44% from the field, and 86 from the free throw line. That's – I mean, that's pretty good. That's almost like Kobe-esque. So um, his, his prime has been pretty good. Yeah, and, and I, I know, I know it, this is, is basketball, which is you know more player, more player than you know NFL is with like you know with coaching actually matters. But the system that Dan Tony provides, James Harden is the perfect player. Um, he yes, yes, Dan Tony had a scorer like Melo, and he had a guy who can get his teammates involved like Steve Nash. But when you combine the two. Which I think Ian, you know, with that scoring that Miller has, and with the with the passing that Harden can, do, uh, that Nash had, it just it just a perfect perfect relationship. And and like I said, all all it takes is all it takes for them to get to a championship. And I think if they get to a championship, they obviously can win one because they already put up the best team in the Golden State Warriors. So if Harden can can at least if he can somehow put on put on a rampage, hey, boom, he's right there. And like you said, he can get to number four. He can. Uh, I don't think number four is off limits. Now, in Allen Iverson's case, you are absolutely right about D Wade and his career being the same. If D Wade never D Wade never linked up with somebody else uh, greater than him, um, Iverson got to Melo too late. And then again, who's to say that Melo was better than Allen Iverson? You know, you know, saying like it, as far as prime wise, Melo probably was never better than Allen Iverson. So it's like, can, if Allen Iverson would have I, I wouldn't say a, a Kobe because they they wouldn't play together good. But um, if I, Iverson had got with the Shaquille O'Neal, or he had he had some kind of you know Chris Webber or something in his prime, who knows what would happen? Instead of having a Matumbo, Aaron McKee, a Tyrone Hill, these guys was not it as far as to help you win the championship, but to a to a star to a star level, um, star level is what I mean, uh, but. Iverson, great player, great scorer. He averaged what like thirty, how many times in a row? Three or four times? I don't know. He's 
He was just amazing yeah, with his size. I don't too. Think people, yeah, people got to look at AI was barely six feet. If he's even six feet, the guy won what three scoring titles, and I mean, he he was a AI was a beast. I mean, I think you know he won four scoring titles, and he was a seven time All NBA. He won a still as a small guy, even though he gambled a lot, he still won three steals titles. And that's not that's not easy to do any, by any means because some guys who are locked down on ball defenders won't even win. Three steals titles, right? And AI, and AI won an MVP, and he won an MVP when Shaq was killing the league. Like Shaq was the easily the most dominant player in the league, and AI just off carrying Philly won an MVP over over Shaq. So you know he he's a well deserving Hall of Famer, and he came in with a pretty good rookie class. He was he won a rookie of the year too. Yeah, and and that's the thing about Iverson and, and Harden though, because they both had the ability to take a team. And put them on their back. A lot, a lot of, a lot of these shooting guards that we're talking about really can't do that. Um, Michael Jordan can, Kobe Bryant can, and then uh, I really think it's Iverson and Harden after that. And, and those four, and probably Reggie Miller would make my my top five and T Mac, of course. But it's like, can you can you put that team on your back, especially from a shooting guard standpoint, and from what Allen Iverson did, at like you said, barely being six feet. Is remarkable in his own stand and showing how great great he was because pound for pound he probably is the greatest player to ever play. Yeah, definitely, definitely pound for pound he's definitely the the best to ever do it. I mean, dude came in the league dropping twenty three, twenty four points a game at age twenty one, and he did that up until he was about thirty two, thirty three when he was in Denver. And we all know, you know, the game kind of started changing under his feet, kind of how kind of how it did guys like Melo. You know, with the wear and tear on AI's body, he started to break down, and he wasn't really, he wasn't willing to do what Dwayne Wade has done this year and last year, or what Ray Allen did. He wasn't willing to come off the bench and sacrifice his game because he still and he was he was still a box office draw. Like he knew, like man, I'm a draw. People are coming here to see mm-hmm. Allen Iverson. They're not coming here to see me on the bench. They're coming here to see me start, ball out, drop twenty five, drop thirty. So he he knew that. Oh yeah. So we got so we got Harden Iverson flip. I got him five and six. You got you got Iverson five and Harden six. So let's go down to our last two for our top our top eight. Uh, at seven, we both had Clyde the Glide Drexler. Uh, you know you know me. I'm not really a big Clyde fan, but yes, you know during his phase, he probably would have won if if he didn't have to. Or he uh, let me say this. His career probably would have stood out more if he didn't have to play against Michael Jordan. If Michael Jordan wasn't around his era, uh, Clyde Jekyll would have probably been the, the best shooting guard of his class, of his era. Um, he would have dominated. He did everything from rebounding standpoint, scoring, uh, passing the ball, defending. Of course, five slammer jamma comes to mind. Clyde Jekyll can do. He could do it all except really, you know, shoot the ball as well. As you know, as well the the other shooting guards that we that we know about, but Clyde Clyde Drexler, man, he 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 was a baller. I just I just don't I just wouldn't I just don't like him as much as most people do. But I'm not going to be that much of a hater. And I think he's he is a top a top um, eight shooting guard in the, of all time as right now. And I got him I got him at seven. Yeah, I think his career is going to always get overlooked. Primarily because he played in the same era as Michael Jordan, and a second thing 
is he kind of lacks on some of the accolades. I mean, five-time All-NBA is nothing to sneeze at. But at the same time, like I mentioned earlier, they didn't start having the third-team All-NBA until 1988-1989. And we know Clyde was in the league before that. So there were some years in his prime he should have made All-NBA team, but he didn't because he was in the same era as Michael Jordan, the other MJ, Magic Johnson, um, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas with Detroit. Uh, Joe Dumars with Detroit. <laughs> yeah, jo- yeah, Joe Dumars. <laughs> um, Sidney Moncrief. I'm trying to think of some other guys from the um, era. Uh, Mark Price from the yeah, Cavaliers. Yeah, Mark Price, yeah. Um, played with Charles Barkley and Phoenix. Uh, KJ, Kevin Johnson. So there were some years that Clyde should have made all NBA teams and he really got snubbed. I mean, you can look at from his career years – he wasn't even looked at for all NBA team. Other guys made it. So, on the accolade side, he's lacking. He never won any MVPs or scoring titles because he wasn't a dominant scorer. He was more of just a high flyer guy. Um, but he did win a title with Houston. And when he was the lead guy in Portland, they did make two finals. Um, so, he was able to carry, you know, to carry a team to winning situations. It's just uh, on the accolade side, he's not remembered as much because he played in the same era as other great players. But, I mean, we can't knock him. He was a member of that that great dream team. So, I think that kind of speaks to how good Clyde was right there. Right. All right, we're going on to our number eight. And we're going to – we also debate about this one differently. Um, so, I went with Ray Allen as my eighth best shooting guard of all time. And when you think about Ray Allen, he, he, did, he did what he had to do to become – to be successful – well, that that's when he dominated as a star in Milwaukee, dominated in Seattle from from an All Star uh, perspective. Then he went to Boston as a big three and still stood out. Um, and then his, once he got a little too old, he said, "You know what? I'm a shooter, one of the greatest shooters to ever played this game. I can I can be a role player. Let me go to Miami. I can show you how it's done, the ultimate uh, professional, and still be respected and and and." And still, so I still got game. Shout out to his movie. But uh, Ray Allen just, I mean, you look at Aguilar, 10-time All-Star. He got two rings. And even as a role player, was was responsible for winning one of those rings, you know, winning a ring as a role player with a big shot he hit uh, against the Spurs. Um, he, two-time All-NBA, which we already alluded to, where it's hard to beat out Kobe Eddie Jones, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, and those guys, and the list goes on. But wherever he went, he was a dominant player. And I think we have we have the the rest of the guys we named: Kobe, one team; West, one team; Michael Jordan, one team; Wade, one team; Iverson, one team; and really Harden's prime, one team; Clyde, prime, one team. This is the only guy who's been different different places, different situations, and still was able to show out and stand out. So and I think Ray Allen just just from a just from a all star perspective and a being a great role player, I just think those two together just make makes him makes him a top eight shooting guard. Yeah, um my number eight is probably a little bit more on the I wouldn't say controversial side. It's more gonna be a surprise. Um I think the eighth greatest shooting guard of all time is Tracy McGrady. And to somebody who may be like, Trace McGrady, I mean, the dude only had a few good years, but those, but those good years were great years. Um, from the time he left, he's, I, I compare Tracy's career to a James Harden's career. James Harden spent 
three years at OKC. Was the come up, kind of come off the bench guy, sparked the team. Tracy spent three years in Toronto. But when he got his own team with Orlando, he his first year there, 26.8 points a game, you know, 7.5 boards. You know, he was – he turned into a superstar at age 21, and he cared for that next six, seven years. He carried that team, and he got – you know, went to Houston. He, he carried that team, and he would have had more success. I hate playing the if game, but Tracy would have had way more playoff success had Grant Hill been healthy or had Doc Rivers allowed Tim Duncan's wife on the plane because <laughs> Duncan was considering <laughs> signing with the Magic. So Tracy's career on the you know, championship and playoff success side will always get overlooked because of just he never made out the first round as the lead guy. So that's always going to be a knock against him. But just talent-wise, Kobe Bryant himself said that Tracy could do everything I could do, but he was taller. I mean, Tracy won scoring titles. And he was really just as dominant as Kobe. Like, it was a debate of who was the best player in the league at some time between Tracy and Kobe because Kobe had better surrounding talent while Tracy did it. So, and even Tracy's health kind of fell later on. But for the most part, when he got his own team, he was playing 70, 75 games a season. And it's only 82. So, Tracy was pretty reliable outside of maybe two seasons of his prime. And I think Tracy's prime is from his first year in Orlando until his age 28 season uh, with Houston, which would have been 07-08, when he still had 21 points a game. And after that, he kind of was never the same. I mean, he did come back in 08-09. He only got 15 points a game. But he was, you know, had he been a little bit healthier, I think he would have had one more good year. But just his his stats from his prime, and his, his career numbers are nothing to sneeze at, still 19 points a game. But just from his prime, that first year in Orlando to that 07-08 season in Houston, 26 points a game, 6.4 boards, and 5.5 assists. And he also, you know, he shot 75% from the free throw line. That's not really great for a shooting guard, but that's still pretty reliable. I think LeBron James shoots something close to that. So, and uh, you chose Ray Allen. Ray Allen is 23 points a game, four boards and four assists. So I think prime versus prime outside of just free throw shooting, maybe I'm still going to take Tracy over Ray Allen. But I see where you're coming from on the longevity side of how Ray's body held up and he was willing to adjust to he, – he he did carry Milwaukee to Eastern Conference Finals because they lost to um, AI Sixers in 2001. So Ray Allen is a proven winner wherever he went. Seattle, um, he made the playoffs multiple times. And then he went to Boston, of course, and won the championship. And then he went and made some key shots in Miami. So longevity-wise, um, when he retired, he was the, you know, the lead guy in three-point shooting. Three-point shots made over Reggie Miller, who he passed. So Ray Allen-wise, longevity and how he adjusted his game at all times, I think definitely deserves a nod. Um, so I can't even ask you for choosing Ray Allen number eight because um, I have him. And I have him at number 10, you know, as far as, far as the, the best of the rest. But – um. Ray Allen, he was a great player. Yeah, and I can't, I can't knock him. T Mac, T Mac really just had like that, that, that lighting in that bottle, and his lightning was like so, so bright. Cause like, you, like you said, he was up there from the time he was in Orlando for like a good four or five year stretch, where you could say is it Kobe, is it T Mac? Who, who's the best? Who's the best wing, wing player in the game? And I, I, I really, I really just think I kind, I kind of blame T Mac a little bit when he was in Houston, not more so Orlando because. Like I said, Grant Hill was hurt, and he really had no other no other stars with him. But in in Houston, when you had somebody like Yao Ming, who did get hurt a lot too, 
it's like the the Rockets had a great team, and I think I think just being in the West um, around the time Kobe was great, around the time the Suns were forming, of course the San Antonio Spurs can't go nowhere. It, it would just, I guess it was just kind of hard to get you know get out because if you if you're not if you if you avoid the Lakers, you probably got to see the Spurs. If you avoid both of them, you probably had to seize the Suns. So it's pro- I, I get why he never made it the first round, but then again, then again, it's like you couldn't get out not at least one time for a great player, which you know, like I say, injuries did did hurt him. But T. Man was a great player, and I, I just think I just think his his career his career did like I said didn't last as long as or the prime wise didn't prime years didn't last as long as the other guys uh, that that we said that we mentioned above. But for our best of the rest, uh, just, just just to give some guys some nods that you know that we considered. Um, so of course, I, for me, you know, of course, like I said, T Max is in my best of the rest. I think Mount Ginobili is uh, one of the greatest shooting guards, um, at least top fifteen, if anything. Uh, Reggie Miller, uh, Vince Carter, and of course, you can't forget Pistol Pete, way back with the New Orleans Jazz slash Utah Jazz. Uh, those guys, I, I, I think, are right, right there, right there in the mix, and shouldn't be forgotten. Yeah, I don't want uh, us to overlook guys like George the Iceman Gervin. Uh, he was definitely an elite guy. You know, he was a what three or four time scoring champ as well, and he played for my Spurs, so I'll always like him for that. Um, I think it's we we kind of forgot to mention. He's a Hall of Famer too, Mitch Richmond. Uh, he played in the era when he got overlooked a lot, but but Mitch. Got buckets. Um, you already mentioned Pistol Pete. I mean, Pistol, he gets overlooked too because he that weird era of the NBA. But he was a scoring champion, and he he was a four-time All-NBA guy. And, you know, he was averaging 25, 26 points a game too, so from his time in Atlanta and um, New Orleans. But he was a good player. So, And also, um, oh, Black, Black Jesus from uh, He Got Game. <laughs> <laughs> Earl, the, Earl, the, Earl the Pearl Monroe. He he kind of gets overlooked too. I mean, he doesn't have the the accolades or the stats, but he was a good he was a good player. So I just thought we should throw his name out there too. All right, and before we get out here, so we go, we're just gonna mention some um, couple guys that we think right now has potential to be on, at least at least in the best of the rest, or potentially in our top eight. And I mean, the two guys that that we came to mind, or three guys we came to mind is um, Clay Thompson, Demar Derozan. Uh, the more I say it, the less I like it. But shout out Drake, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course uh, Devin Booker. Uh, these three guys. One, like we we talk about guys like DeRozan. You you can you can see that I I, I probably put him in the Clyde Clyde Drexler uh, category as far as like he's going to have the stats. He's going to he's going to have the accolades. It just being overlooked, especially around who who he's playing with. He played with D Wade. He played with against Clay Thompson. You got guys like James Harden dominating the shooting guard position, and you got other wing players like Paul George and Jimmy Butler standing in his way as well from the from a wing standpoint. So I think the Rose will get overlooked a lot, but he's going to be right there at the end of things. And we we both say you know with with Devin Booker, him being so young, he's in every single category that LeBron James, Durant, and Kobe broke, and Devin Booker. You know he's you know every time you see it he's the the youngest to do this since Kobe the youngest to do this since LeBron or Durant and so on and so on and of course he already scored seventy points in the game and he showed that he can 
he can put up points. And all he got to do is now is is get to the playoffs and see if he can put a team on his back. That's the thing he he doesn't have right now. But like I said, he's young. He's what I mean, maybe twenty two if that. So Devin Book got a long way to go, especially when you think about all these other shooting guards that we named. Kobe lasted twenty years. Uh, D Wade was sixteen, seventeen. Iverson lasted for a long time. Harden's already in year ten. Ray Allen almost lasted what over twenty years. The longevity is, is for shooting guards seemed to happen for the greats. So I know DeRozan and Devin Booker. So I'm gonna let you talk about Klay Thompson. Yeah, I think Klay Thompson can make it because he's gonna he, he's a good two way player, and then just on the threes that he shoots and makes, he's gonna be on that all time three point. Well, he's already on that all time list, but where he finishes, that's gonna be key. And then I just think you know, for us like a skill set wise, his skill set is similar to Reggie Miller, but Reggie was lead Indiana. Reggie went to six conference finals. Now, Clay does have the rings, and he's probably going to get one more this year. But if we did the hypothetical thing, oh, what if Clay was the guy on his team? How far would, would he go? In that kind of favor, in that kind of light, we're going to probably say, oh, Reggie's better than Clay because Reggie was carrying teams in the era of Michael Jordan and times like that, where it was just one superstar on the team, and that was your team, and you ride with it, versus we're in a different era now of, uh, you know, space, yeah, space and <laughs> stats and guys just shooting threes. And it's, it's just the more possession you can create, the better off you are. So, you know, Clay could wind up in the top 15, top 10, um, just because usually guys remember who you saw growing up mo- the most or who you saw when you were like your early adult. And that's kind of who you remember the finest. So, I think Reggie's going to always kind of get oversighted because he played, just like Clyde, he played in that same era as MJ. Reggie may have a ring, if not for that um, Malice in the past. Cause that, was his be- that was his best team he ever played on. But once Stat got suspended, Ron got suspended, that was kind of a lost cause. So I think that was probably Reggie's best team to get to a finals and probably win it. Because it was in that era, well, that year, it was just him and Detroit. It was just his team, the Pacers, and Detroit. And they they had just went through a battle with Detroit the year before. That's kind of how that whole brawl thing happened. And even that year where Detroit ultimately went on to beat the Lakers, I thought the Pacers had a better team, and they could have probably did the same thing, but it just didn't happen that way. And, of course, we know Reggie made the finals in 2000, and they were uh, dominated by Kobe and Shaq for their first championship. So Reggie, he has the career accolades. But I think, you know, people going to look at Clay's three numbers and, just this Golden State era, it's going to be remembered so finally. Clay could sneak past a guy like Reggie, even though that may not be a, a valid argument. Right, because when you look at the end of the day, you're going to say, oh, well, Clay got four rings and Reggie really got zero, so Clay must be better. But like like you said, if 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 Clay decides this offseason to to lead the Golden State Warriors and go be his own man, then he can quickly shoot up the ranks if he's successful. And can because even even if he don't get to the let's say if he I mean goes to a team where he's the guy and he can get to his team to the playoffs like like team I mean because teammate got, got a team in the playoffs every year so if he can get to the team to the playoffs you know his shooting range real real fast you, you already know about my, my theory on Clay Thompson if he leave I think he's gonna be right there where Devin Booker's at <laughs> in the lottery every year as the guy but yeah when you're talking about Reggie versus Clay that's gonna be a, a, a a, a, a great debate when it's all said and done because if Clay never does leave, do, have we really find, you know find out who really the best the best shooting guard from their from their battle right there? Because 
like you said, Reggie Miller, six conference finals. He made it to the finals to 2000, got demolished, but that's because, I mean, you, he was the third best player on the court. I mean, what, what do you expect, especially versus the dominant player ever to play the game? So, Reggie Miller versus Clay's, I, I'm really interested to see how that's going to turn out. Yeah, even like a guy like Vince Carter, I mean, he had a – he had a forgotten about prime because everybody remembers Vince for the dunk contest or all the dunks he did or jumping over the guy in the limits. But Vince, Vince Carter, he, he should be remembered more fondly than just off of longevity. Uh, Vince had about an eight, nine-year stretch. He was getting 25 points a game. You know, he, he was in Toronto, and then also he axed out, and he went to New Jersey and played with Jay Kidd, and he was still putting up numbers. Now, they didn't really have a lot of playoff success, you know, Vince, but Vince was making the playoffs. Even a guy like Clay versus Vince, long, you know, longevity-wise and legacy-wise, I wonder how that plays out because Vince is still around at, what, 41, 42? I mean, still, he, still 360. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he can still dunk, and he's going to be pretty high on the three-point list, too, three-point three point shot list, too, but he's kind of killing his career numbers by sticking around so long. Right. But when you look at this, I always use, like, the prime as an example just to kind of offset those career numbers. Vince's prime, he was he was pretty good. If you look at from 99 to 2000 when he was 23, I always say a shooting guard, age 23 or 24, they're going to take off. And usually around 32 or 33, they'll kind of start tailing off, which would happen to Vince. But his prime was, um, was pretty good. Anybody else you think from – our era right now could maybe sneak into this list. Um, let's see from a shooting guard standpoint. How you feel about Brantley Bill? He's only like twenty five, twenty six. And what about um Oladipo? He's only twenty five, twenty six. Now, uh, Depot probably more than more than Bradley Bill. Um, but the way Bradley Bill been playing this year, <laughs> hey, he it it, it seems like he be able to be he can be a guy from a night out the night night in basis of of being the best player on the court. So. I don't know. Those two, those two guys are very, very close. Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, know, I don't know about you know being a top fifteen, but top twenty five. I can see that. I can see that from both of them. Because really, if you really think about it, shooting guard probably is the worst position. You think so? From a, from a, because think about it. I mean, the th- think about the guys we're talking about. So we said Jordan, Kobe. So Jordan, Kobe. That's Legends. Two, <laughs> two top ten players. That's two top ten players. Uh, Jerry West is the logo. D Wade, that's 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 four. That's probably four top twenty players. Um, yeah, definitely four. Iverson, four to top twenty five. And I think AI is still around that twenty five yeah, range too. And, and, yeah, and then so so you got five. So you got five guys, right? And after that, so because Jay Harden career not over, so we can't really say where he's at. But you can fit a lot of guys in front of Clyde, T Mac, Ray Allen. You know, it's like it's like after that, the the it kind of get doing the line, doing the down a little bit, and then it's like. After the guys we mentioned, who, who like who else is who else are we not mentioning? You know, it's like who like because are we saying are we saying like guys like Gail Goodrich from way back in the day is is up there? Uh, who who could be passed easily? Like because in my opinion, DeRozan DeRozan's already a top twenty five shooting guard all the time, and Devin Booker is, he's easily going to pass top thirty. You know, it, I just don't think it's, a, it's it's not really a deep position. I say that's what I mean by like it's the worst position because. If you go by point guard, small four, powerful four, I know for those three, I know for those three at least, like it's so many, so much talent at those positions. Uh, center, center shooting guard can probably go back and forth, but shooting guard is kind of I would like I say it's not watered down, but it's like so top heavy because you got the great at the top, but then once you get past that first that that top five six guys, it kind of okay. I, I can see where you put a lot of people in front of them before you get to their name. 
from all time perspective. Yeah, yeah that's true because, like you said, those top four guys of Mike, Kobe, Jay West, and D Wade, they're all top 30 at least. And then once you kind of get to Clyde, I mean, I think Clyde's still top 50 all time, but after that, it's a drop off versus when we get into more, like you said, the point guards. I'm pretty sure we think Jake, Jake here or guys like Steve Nash or possibly a Russ, which is probably – that's probably deeper than shooting guard right there because I didn't even say Magic and some other guys. So, yeah, I think you're right about that. Shooting guard is just top – once you get past the top six or seven because Tracy's not a top 50 player all time and Rayon's probably not a top 50 player all time. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so that's why I think it's, it's, it's probably the it's probably the worst position from a from – a, all time, all time performance um, list. So that's our shooting guards. Uh, you know, MJ, Kobe, JOS, D Wade, Iverson, Harden, Drexler as our as our, as our first seven uh, with different orders. But Allen and T Mag made our made our eight spot. Um, so that's part one of our series of shooting guards. Um, it's Pastor Kevin Kev with shot, and we out. It's been fun. Yeah, appreciate it, man. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.